Welcome to YourLifeRocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally, in your career, and in your faith, and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit YourLifeRocks.com. Hey, how are you? I am so glad that you are here to hang out with us today for this podcast episode. If this is your first time joining, my name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am the host of this podcast, and we are all about helping working Christian moms create balance, clear the chaos, and truly build a life that rocks. So what is a life that rocks? A life that rocks is a life that you are setting goals in all areas of life and truly living to be that person that God has created and called you to be. Now, I'm so excited for this episode because I am recording this podcast literally the day after Christmas 2016. And I hope and pray that you had an amazing Christmas season. I feel like regardless of how things go, it's always an amazing season. There's so much to learn, so much growth, so much reflection and love every single year. And this year was, without exception, an amazing Christmas season for us and our family. And you know what? This week between Christmas and New Year's is always my favorite week of the year, just because it seems more casual and quiet and simple. But it's also a really great time to reflect back on the year past and to really look forward into the year ahead. And that is really what we're going to be talking about in this podcast episode. I'm going to walk you through some of those steps in having those reflections, but then also the importance of setting those goals as we move ahead. If you're like me, this is the week that I get really clear on what I want the next year to be. So we are going to talk all about that. (laughs) Now, you heard me say at the very beginning of the episode that Your Life Rocks is all about helping you create balance. I want to talk about that for just a second because there is this notion out there that life balance is not possible, that life balance is something that might be striving for or hoped for, but it's just not something that happens. And I would just challenge you that you would find your own definition for life balance and really find something that you can stick with, that you can live with, you can work with, rather than just saying it's not possible. Because for me, once you start saying certain things like that are not possible, then it opens up this whole door of other things that are not possible. And I truly believe that peace, clarity, happiness, love, all of those things are possible. And those are all byproducts of living a balanced, full life. So the way that we define life balance here at Your Life Rocks is really setting goals in all eight areas of life and working to achieve those goals. Think about it this way. Oftentimes, life gets out of balance when you're working towards one particular goal that's kind of overly consuming every other part of your life. So for me in my past, when I was really out of balance, my life got out of balance because I was so focused on my career goals and the things that I wanted to achieve there that, you know, my marriage goals, faith goals, health goals, being a parent, all of those things kind of took the back burner to that number one goal of driving towards my career. And even if I had set goals, say, for example, in my health or to be a better mom, if I wasn't working to achieve that goal, then what's the point, right? We can say that we have these goals all we want, but if you're not actually working to achieve them, that's a completely different story. 
Now I said eight different areas of life. So let's talk about first what those eight areas of life are. Number one is your faith, two, marriage, three, parenting and family, four, your career, five, health, six, home, seven, finances, and lastly, number eight is a mix between friends and fun. Yes. When was the last time you set a goal for having more fun in your life? It's not something we generally think about, but it's something that's necessary if we are going to live a full, fulfilling life, right? All right, so let's talk a little bit about some of the action steps that you can do this week to really set you up for success in 2017. Now, like I said, I love this week because it's really a chance to look back on the previous year as much as it is to look ahead in the year to come. Now, as we're preparing for this exercise, I would love if you have a journal, if you could bring that out. If you're not someone who readily has a journal with you, I highly encourage you to next time you're at Target or the bookstore or even they have them at like grocery stores nowadays, buy yourself a journal and have it handy so that you can write down reflections. You can kind of keep track of those thoughts that you have. I'm a big proponent in one of the ways of clearing chaos, which is another thing that Your Life Rocks is here to help you do, is to get things out of your head and onto paper. And so if you have a notebook, awesome. Get it out for this exercise. If you don't, I highly encourage that you pick one up the next time you're out. But in the meantime, just grab a scrap paper. Things don't always have to be perfect, right? But make sure that you're writing this out. All right, so number one, really think back on the last year. It's important before we start really diving into what was good, what was bad, what will we change, all of that kind of fun stuff that we really remember what was going on in the year. So whether you have a calendar that you can flip through or scroll through if it's electronic, but I challenge you to start all the way back in January. Or if it works better for you, you can start where you are now and kind of work backwards. Go through December, November, October. Um, But sometimes it's best if you can start in January. Think about January 2016. Where were you? What was going on? Um, What were your goals like last year when you started off the new year? (laughs) What were your goals that you had set for yourself? What did you hope to accomplish in the year? And really start that mental process of then going through February, March, April. Really take a journey and remind yourself what happened this year. You know, sometimes we get so wrapped up in the moment, what's happening now, what we're anticipating to happen next, that we forget what has already happened. And the reason why I want you to do this exercise is because most often we forget the impact a year can have on us. We forget how much life can change so quickly. I know for me, this year has been really, really full of change, probably a lot more than I've ever had in my entire life, but we all have that change. Even if it's just our kids growing up or, you know, maybe a new job or a new home or a new vacation that happened, maybe someone in your family has passed on, maybe someone new in your family was born. Maybe you've made new friendships. Maybe you've joined a new church. There's so many things that can change in a year. So number one is just to remind yourself of everything that has happened in the last year. Number two, I want you to, as you're remembering that, to really write down and remember all of the amazing things that has happened. Maybe they're accomplishments that you had. Maybe they're accomplishments of other family members or friends. Maybe it's just the way that God has shown up in your life. Maybe it's blessings that he's given you, lessons that he's taught you, which at the time might not 
necessarily be something that you're excited about. But at the end of the year, looking back, we can be excited about those things, right? So go back as you're remembering and make that list of all of the great things that happened. Now, you're probably going to think the next step is to make a list of everything that didn't go so great, right? I don't want you to do that. (laughs) Don't do that. That is not um, always the best exercise to do. One, it's not fun. And two, it's not really that useful. But what is useful is to pare it down, to say, okay, if I could say one to three, maximum three, things that I learned this year, things that if I could do differently, I probably would, Or from what I learned from that, next year I will do differently. So three maximum big lessons that you learned this year, big things that um, you learned from that might have been a little bit tough. So we're not going to dissect the entire year and make a list of everything that was not awesome, but just pick three things that that you learned from. And maybe it was just one thing, one big thing, but, but don't go more than three. Isn't it amazing the things that can happen in a year, the lessons that we learn, the things that we do? I think at this point, it's a great opportunity to pause and to find some of that quiet time and just to pray. Maybe you add it into your morning routine to, you know, really just show gratitude to God for everything that he's given you in the last year, all of the lessons that he's taught you, the people, all of it, because it's all such a great blessing to be able to have a year on this planet and really experience life. Now, like I said, this year has been kind of a crazy year for us and my family. Um, You know, looking back to January 2016 um, was really when I set the intention that I was not going to be traveling for work anymore. In fact, I I remember I told my boss during my year-end review that um, I was committed to some projects at work for the next few months, but beyond that, I didn't want to travel anymore. And I set off, that was my intention for the years, that I wanted to be with my family more. For me, family has always been quality over quantity, but some things were changing for me at the beginning of the year and not saying what's right or what's wrong, but for me, I knew I needed more quantity. And I still wanted the quality to be there, but I I needed more quantity. Because up until that point, I was traveling pretty heavy for my career, out of country, um, long weeks, weekends, long nights, not with my family. And I needed that to change. So I set the intention early on in the year and trusted God enough that he would provide something, not knowing what it would be, that I had a conversation with my boss, letting him know I was committed um, to finishing some of those projects. But come about four months out, I really needed to be doing something different, whether it was with the company or not, but I wanted to give them that heads up. That was kind of a big deal, <laughs> if I have to say. It was a pretty big deal to be able to do that. And you know what? God provided some amazing things over the next couple months. He provided great lessons that I learned through finishing out my work that I was doing. He provided amazing relationships that came alongside to really strengthen and and pour into me some of the things that I needed to learn. So that was really amazing. And sure enough, he provided a business opportunity for my husband, which we decided in June to sell our home and leave my corporate job and move back to our home state of Oregon. So certainly a lot of transitions there, some easy days, some really not so easy days, weeks, and months. But you know what? That's part of this exercise. It's part of being able to go back and really learn from those things and one, to see them as the blessing that they are. And for two, to really give thanks and gratitude to God. You know, sometimes I feel like we can be so vague in the way that we praise God. 
And you don't think there's any wrong way of praising God, but just like your kids, right? When they can talk to you about things more specifically versus vaguely, even think about your spouse. You know, if they say, I love you, and it's just that, that's great. But if they say, I love you because, and they get really specific, that that's special. Like that just takes it to a whole nother level. And there's no reason why you can't do that same thing with God. Have that conversation with him. Thank him very specifically about everything he's given you over the course of this last year. All right, so that's step one is to really look back over the last year. Now, as we begin to look forward, while you're in prayer with God, ask him what he would have for you for 2017. You know, so often we set goals in our life without even really thinking about what God has for us. And we might even pray, Lord, have your will in our life. Yet we're really busy making our own plans. And I don't think there's anything necessarily too wrong with that as long as you're open for that correction and you're and you're praying for God to show you and guide you along the way. Because God does require action, right? It, there's very few times that you can just ask him to show you what it is that you he would have for you to do and you just sit back and do nothing and wait. He's not going to send you a letter in the mail saying these are your instructions, right? Sometimes we just have to get into action and then he will either open up doors or close doors and he'll speak to you and let you know what is the right path for you to be on. But I think it's super important too. I'm a huge believer in uh, inspiration by the spirit. So have that time in prayer to ask God really what he would have for you for 2017. What goals would he want you to be going after into the new year? And you know, here's the thing with setting goals. Sometimes we set these goals and I I just, I think that we should be moving forward. I think that we should be setting goals to help us grow, to help us be our best selves. I feel like God has called us all to be the best version of ourselves, to really be the best for God, to be the best for family, to be the best example to other people around us so that we can really be that light for other people. And sometimes I think we feel like we shouldn't be setting goals, like we should just be content with where we are. And I don't know, I just don't feel like God has called us to be content with where we are, be content in our heart for sure, but always working to improve, always doing that good work. And the Bible talks about doing that good work over and over and over in the Bible. Um, So many different verses that really speak to that. You know, it was such perfect timing as God sometimes has, where everything just kind of unfolds. I shouldn't say sometimes, always. He has the perfect timing. But um, rather than listening sometimes to podcasts or to music when I'm working, I will listen to um, pre-recorded sermons at some of my favorite churches. And one of my favorite churches is called uh, Rock Point Church. It's actually the church that we went to when we were in Arizona. And I love listening to their sermons online. And they had a guest pastor there, and he did a two-part series called The Contender. And it was so perfect. I was just listening to this the other day. Obviously, this was recorded months ago, but it's such perfect timing for the new year. Um, And he really talked about being the best version of ourselves, being the best us for God, so that we can really be a contender, that we're really fighting this fight for this good life. And I, I loved it so much, and I'll link to it in the show notes for this podcast. So if you ever want to go back and listen to it, then you can. But it really got me thinking about our intention as we're setting goals. You know, like I said early on in this podcast, when we talk about setting goals for Your Life Rocks, we're really talking about setting goals for your faith, your marriage, your family, your finances, your home, your career, your health, um, friends and fun, all of these different areas. But really when we're setting a goal, 
in those areas, we should be setting that goal by giving it to God, by setting that intention of being the best we can for God. Not that God requires us to be, because we're saved by grace and grace alone, and works are not the answer to get us to heaven, but it's really about receiving that gift and wanting to be the best that we can. So really thinking about if I was really being the best I can for God in my faith, what would that look like? If I was being the best version of me in my health for God, what would that look like? And really setting goals based off of that intention versus the things that we want for ourselves or the things that the world tells us we should have for ourselves. So for example, you know, one of the the most common goals that we have around the new year is around health, around losing weight, around working out, getting fit. But if you really think about the intention of that, is your intention to get healthy and to get fit because society tells you that you should? Or is it for your own vanity purposes? Or is it so that you can really be a good steward to the body that God has given you, that you can have greater discipline with your choices? For me, taking care of my health is just as much about taking care of my spiritual walk as it is my body because it's about not giving into the flesh. My fleshly desires to eat those unhealthy foods, to make those unhealthy choices, to be lazy and sit on the couch versus working out. It's all giving into the flesh versus giving into the spirit of having a discipline around how I take care of my health. It's the same thing with our finances, with our home, with being a parent, with with being a spouse, all of that, right? So as you're setting your goals for the new year, I just challenge you that you really think about if you are being the best version of yourself for God, what would that look like in that one particular area of life? Now, in both our Life Balance membership course, which I'm going to talk about here in just a second, and in our free weekly success planning course, which is really a course to help you put together the best planning day possible to set you up for success, in both of those systems that we have as set up as supports for you within Your Life Rocks, we talk about really setting goals and how you want to feel. And I think when you can pray about it first and then really set that intention on how you want to feel as you visualize that goal, because it's one thing to say, okay, what, what would my best look like for God in that area? But then asking yourself, okay, how would that feel if I was that way? Because that's really what's going to motivate you to keep you there. I mean, when you are talking about having a fit body, it's not just what you look like, but it's what you feel like. It's that confidence when you are going out and being around other people, having the confidence in your clothes, having the confidence when you're with your spouse, right? Having that energy to be able to play with your kids. Really think about the feeling of what that goal is going to be like for you. How do you want to feel in your finances? How do you want to feel with your home organization? All of those things are really important to be able to really hone in so that your goal is not just some arbitrary thing that you've put together, but it really has a deeper meaning for you that's connected to your soul. So just to review, number one, you're going to check in and see what would be the best version of myself for God, but number two, what would that look like if I could feel the way I want to feel in all of those areas of my life? 
And then I want you to really visualize yourself feeling that way in that area of your life. And make sure you don't skip any of those areas. Because again, when you're not setting a goal in one of those areas, when you're not putting your energy and intention behind one of those eight areas of life, that's what's going to cause you to feel unbalanced. That's what's going to pull you away from your intention of living a balanced life. So make sure that you don't skip any one of those eight areas. All right, so once you have it kind of visualized, write it out. This is where your notebook comes into play because it takes it from your head to reality. When you can get it on paper, it's that first step in making it a reality to happen. Now, once you have those goals written out on paper, and for all areas of life, now is the very important task of comparing. Compare one goal to the next goal and make sure that they're not competing with each other. So what do I mean by goals competing with each other? Well, for example, one of your goals might be that you want to have more time as a family, that you are wanting to have more family game nights, family date nights, where you're really spending time as a family. But then also one of your goals is that you have a regular date night with your spouse. You think about the reality of your schedule. You know, sometimes we think, okay, I want to have a weekly date night with my spouse. I want to have a weekly family fun night that we're going out and having fun together as a family. But then we also have this financial goal of we want to not go out so much anymore and save money. So (laughs) one, the timing of trying to do a family night and a date night and still keep up with everything else that's going on in life between work and kids sports and all of that could be a huge challenge and might not necessarily work out. But then you throw in that financial goal too of not wanting to go out so much. Those goals are in conflict of each other, right? Because if either you're going to go out and have a good time and then feel guilty because you've spent the money or you're not going to spend the money and then feel guilty because your expectation that you've built for yourself, this vision that you've built for yourself of family time is not being met. And that's really where this step comes into play. So you can really look at each goal to make sure that they make sense with each other. And if they don't, you can adjust it because it's all about setting a clear expectation for yourself, that clear vision going into the year to really set you up for success. So so at this point, you should have a pretty good lineup of goals for the new year. Now the only thing left to do is to implement them. Make sure that you have a strong action plan that you can really dive and put these into play so that every every month, every week, every day you are reminded of your goals and you have a system to really help you move closer to those goals. Now this is where I really want to talk to you about our membership called Life Balance. It is Exactly that. It is a system to help you not only get clear about your goals and and maybe even in a deeper way than we've originally talked about on this podcast, but provides you those worksheets, those guided visualizations, everything to really bring those goals into life for you. But then it provides the system. It provides the tracks for you to follow so that those goals can then come into reality. It reverse engineers those goals so that you can really start to create those right habits, that you can start to set yourself up for success on that monthly basis, weekly basis, and daily basis to help you achieve those goals. Now, we break everything down into 90-day sprints within our membership. And that's important because as you look back over this last year and you realize how much has changed, the goals that you have right now might be different come spring or summer or next fall or even this time next year. Your life could be completely in a different place. 
So rather than setting a goal for that whole next year, we really believe in running in those 90-day sprints. Plus, it's a long enough time that you can really see your effort and see the change, those positive changes that you've made, but it's a short enough period of time that you can really stick to it. And within our membership to really help you grow in all of those areas, we have lifestyle experts. And those lifestyle experts are there to help provide you the tools and resources that you need to grow in your career, to grow in your fitness and your health, to grow in your finances, to grow in your marriage and every other area of life as well. So if you find yourself this time of year looking for that perfect planner, if you find yourself this time of year looking for that system that's going to help you stick to your goals, to really help you get clear on your goals and really build to that best life possible for yourself, I encourage you to look into our membership. It's Again, it's called Life Balance by Your Life Rocks. You can find out more information about our membership by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash life balance. We would certainly love to have you come into the membership. We're always adding new things, monthly masterclasses, helping you really grow in all areas of your life. And whether you join the membership or not, I highly encourage that you join our free Facebook community. It's an amazing community of women just like you that are working to grow in all areas of their life. We really are all about supporting each other, praying for each other, lifting each other up, and helping each other really do this life. That's what it's all about. And it's a completely free community. Again, I'll link to it in the show notes for this podcast or you can just search Your Life Rocks community in Facebook. Now, as we wrap up this episode all about having a new year, setting new goals with a clean slate, I wanted to share this Bible verse with you. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, every single episode, we share a different Bible verse and really talk about how it lives within our life. And today it is Isaiah 43, 19, and it reads, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And I love this verse. And of course, we could expand it and apply it to so many other areas of our life. But I love it for the new year. Because regardless of wherever you are right now, wherever you are in your spiritual walk, whether you are in a place of great sadness or turmoil and things are just not going right, God's promises always ring true. And he tells us when he says streams in the wasteland, you think about a wasteland where everything is dry and no, there's no life there. Yet he brings streams that he can bring a bubble of life into the places that you can't even imagine. And so maybe it's in your marriage and you just feel like it's a wasteland. Maybe it's in your career that you feel like you're in a wasteland. God is there to give you new life trust in him, pray, and he will be there for you. I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today and listening to this podcast. Why don't you hit subscribe? That way you don't miss a single upcoming show. You know, next week we have one of our lifestyle experts from our membership joining us, Danielle Saveos, and she's going to be talking all about helping you reach your health and fitness goals. So I know you're not going to want to miss that episode with her. She's truly brilliant at what she does, and I'm so excited to introduce her to you as our new lifestyle expert for health and fitness. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.